Welcome back to the Locked On Diamondbacks Podcast here, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Did you guys like how I started that show today? Did a little Colin Cowherd. Ah, welcome in. Well, thank you guys for tuning in today. My name is Miller Thomas, host of the Locked On Diamondbacks Podcast. Go check out my website, millerthomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my photos to my articles and my graphic design. For today's show, as always, we got a pack show for you guys today. In segment number one, we're going to break down Robbie Ray as we continue our Spotlight Player Series. Take a look at his 2019 MLB season, the goods and the bads, and then break down his potential impact in the 2020 MLB regular season. And then for segment number two today, it's Muted Monday. So we'll take a look at headlines from the past week. We'll decide to either mute it or turn that baby up. And then at the end of segment number one today, I'm going to give you the Fantasy Minute sponsored by League Commish. Basically, in the Fantasy Minute, I'm going to give you a hard 60 seconds on which players on the Arizona Diamondbacks. I'll give you one spotlight player today. Basically, tell you uh, his prospects for the 2020 MLB season, whether I think you should take a chance on him or whether I think you should pass on him. But as always, if your company is interested in reaching men between the ages of 18 and 44, your company should be sponsoring this podcast, Locked On Diamondbacks, to listen to by 98% men and 80% between the between the ages of 18 and 44. So if you want men between 18 and 44, this is your spot. Plus, our rates are the most reasonable around. Email me at LockedOnDiamondbacks at gmail.com to find out more. Now, let's jump right into segment number one today. As I mentioned before, we are talking Robbie Ray. So all you guys know, <coughs> I I know all you guys know who Robbie Ray is. He's been a, I guess, a fan favorite here uh, over the past few seasons. He's had he's had his up and downs. I mean, back in 2017, he was an he was an all star for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Only 25 years old. That was pretty much his peak with the team. And then he's been down here downhill a little bit the last couple of seasons. Last year, he had a 4.34 ERA, had 175 innings pitch, but he did have a career high in strikeouts at 235, had 12.1 strikeouts per nine, which tied his career best. And, he, and uh, so, yeah, those numbers were pretty solid. Obviously, that ERA is a little too high for my liking, a little too high for my taste. Uh, I, I like my pitchers to be below four. Ideally, but uh, below 3.75, I would say 4.34 is a little high for me. And, and that's really a regression from what we saw in that 27, uh, 2017 All-Star All campaign. Uh, back in 2017, he had a 2.89 ERA. He was 15-5, and five, led the league in strikeouts per nine, and finished 7th in Cy Young voting that season. So he was definitely a stud in 2017. So really is... What happened to Robbie Ray over the last couple of years? Like, what happened to him that made him go from a 2017 All-Star, potential Cy Young candidate, to now maybe the most likely player on the Arizona Diamondbacks to be traded? I mean, ESPN recently did an article uh, a couple of weeks ago, and they said, I don't know who it was written by, but they said uh, they did basically a player on every team most likely to be traded at the deadline, they said Robbie Ray was that candidate, and I kind of agree with him. I do think if they if he has a bounce back season, he can be looked at as a trade candidate, maybe to fill another hole on the roster. But ideally, if you got if you could get this guy back to his 2017 form, 
He's going to be such a big contributor to the team. I really think there are just a couple areas of need that he really has to fix in his pitching if he wants to get back to that elite-level uh, pitching that he showed flashes of in 2017. Uh, last season, he gave up the second-most home runs in the National League. He was tied with his current teammate, new teammate, Madison Bumgarner. They both had 30 home runs allowed. That was second-most in the NL. And then he also walked the second most guys in the National League with 84 uh, people walked, 84 batters walked. So you can't give up the second most home runs and walk the second most batters. That's just going to give you uh, awful numbers, of course. I mean, if you're letting balls leave the ballpark, then your ERA is going to skyrocket. You're going to be behind the games rather quickly, so you don't want to do that. And if you walk the second most guys, then – uh, players on the opposing team are just going to have easier chances to score runs. You're going to put your team in uh, more difficult positions to try and win the game because now they have to play better defense and they have to just be more aware of the base path. So you don't want to put easy guys on the bases with walks and you don't want to give up a lot of runs or home runs for that matter because it will lead to a lot of runs for the opposing team and then if you just look at his numbers over the course of his career the one thing his biggest strength is probably his strikeouts he's led the league in strikeouts per nine before 12.1 and if you look at the last four years three out of the last four years he had over 200 strikeouts in the season so that's really his bread and butter he knows how to get guys out uh, he knows how to get guys out, which is why he could be such a hot commodity at the deadline because that's what a lot of teams look for nowadays. It's all about the strikeout. A lot of people care about that. If you could get hitters out th- via the strikeout, people really care about that because then you're not putting guys on base and you're not letting the ball be in play for, you know, bunt opportunities or sack flies like that. So it even limits scoring opportunities. So that's why so many teams sometimes just look for a pitcher who might have that above four ERA like Robbie Ray but could really go after hitters and strike them out. Now, if you look at uh, Robbie Ray's ERA in terms of wins and losses, in the in the games he pitched last year and won, he had a 3.49 ERA. In the games he lost, he had a 6.3 ERA. So that's a big difference in terms of wins and losses. But even in those wins, that's not a dominant number, that 3.5. Yeah, it's way better than that 6.3 ERA. But that doesn't show me that he was dominant in those wins. So if we could get back to that level of dominance that he established and showed that he can be in 2017, and Robbie Ray is going to be a monster for the Arizona Diamondbacks. I mean, his first season that he was acquired in that three-team deal with the Yankees and the Tigers, he had a 3-5-2 ERA, so he has multiple seasons where he has below a 3-7-5, you know, my ideal range for a pitcher. He has multiple seasons where he pitched below that. So I think he can be a nice number two, number three starter in this rotation. And you never know. I mean, there's a lot of guys in this rotation who's really vying for the spots. There's at least seven or eight pitchers who are going to be vying for those five spots. So Robbie Ray doesn't – I think he his spot's guaranteed to start the year. But Robbie Ray doesn't play well to start the year, doesn't pitch well consistently in his first, you know, few starts. I don't think that spot's going to be guaranteed for the whole season. And then, as we said earlier, he can be a trade uh, candidate. Whether or not he has a good season or not, he could be looked to be moved at the deadline. He just got arbitration for just a mil- uh, one-year, $9 million deal. So he's very uh, cost-friendly, and a team would love to take a chance on a guy that you know could get you over 200 strikeouts in a season. Now, it's time for what I mentioned earlier. It's time for the Fantasy Minute. I'm going to give you guys a hard 60 seconds on who you should look at 
in the 2020 MLB season to add to your fantasy roster. And that guy for me is going to be Ketel Marte. Had to start off the week talking about Ketel Marte in our fantasy minute just because he was such a stud for the Arizona Dimebacks last year. He was an all-star. I believe he was a silver slugger as well. Don't hold me to that. But I know he finished fourth in MVP voting. This guy was just a beast. He's been slowed, uh, steadily increasing his production every season the last couple years. Led the league in triples in 2018. Then last year batted, you know, about 330, 30 bombed, 90-plus runs in RBI. So I think he was really a stud for Arizona Diamondbacks. And now he's going to be playing second base full-time. I think he plays better offensively when he plays from the two-hole. And then I think he's going to be batting in the lineup more consistently second now that he's got the other half of the Marte Parte behind him and Starling Marte. So Ketel Marte is definitely going to be a guy you want to add in your fantasy, uh, going to be a guy you want to add to your fantasy team in the 2020 MLB season. I think he's going to continue to rake and continue to be an MVP force in the 2020 MLB season. Now that fantasy minute was sponsored by Lee Kamish. Because what are you doing for the game? Whether you're the casual follower, the tweets everything person, the beginner, the diehard, the stat nerd, the smack talker, the advertiser guy, the couldn't care less person, or the makes everything into a competition person, we all have our place in the sports world. The same personalities apply to fantasy sports, and Lee Commission exists to ensure your fantasy sports experience is the best one for you. We match managers to leagues as we lay the foundation for your new league. It's as easy as sign up with your preferences. Get matched and approve of that match before any commitment on your end. Sign up with Lee Commish by February 29th and receive 15% off by entering in the code LOCKEDON in the referred section, in the referred by section of the sign up form. The first 25 people to sign up using our code receive their first match free. So, what are you doing for the game? Find your next fantasy sports league at leecommish.com. Now stay tuned for segment number two today because it's Muted Mondays, and we're going to bring it to you right after this quick message. Mondays and welcome back to the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's Muted Monday, so we're going to take a look at headlines from the past week and decide whether to mute it or turn that baby up. Now, the first headline we're going to look at, some Eduardo Escobar, and it's actually kind of an interesting story. Uh, over the offseason back in December, he said he had a little fainting spell where he just suddenly fainted uh, in his home, and he just woke up, he said, in the hospital. He said he had brain swelling, but he says he feels better now and that uh, he feels ready to start the season. So I just wanted to turn that headline up real quick because it's very important to take players' health very seriously. Uh, we know players love to just go out there and give it, a, uh, give it their all. They don't usually care about their bodies too much. They try to just do it all for their team, sometimes at the cost of their health. I'm just glad to see uh, Eduardo Escobar is okay. He's going to be healthy for the MLB season. It's more important that his health is fine than uh, what he does for the Arizona Diamondbacks. So glad to hear Eduardo Escobar is okay. Just want to turn that headline up before we really got into it. 
Now, here's something that Derek Hall said at the D-backs Fan Fest this past Saturday. Now that we do all that we can to slow down a little bit, there's no time crunch. We're going to continue to look here. We're going to continue to kick the tires around Maricopa County, but we're going to stay here. My focus is on Arizona, and we're going to, and we're going to do everything we can to stay at Chase Field. That was Derek Call talking about him and the Arizona Dimebacks staying at Chase Field for the remainder of who knows how long, or at least for the foreseeable future. And I just wanted to turn that headline up because I love the Arizona Dimebacks at Chase Field. I just love the location of it in downtown Phoenix, right next to the Talking Stick Resort Arena. So I love how you could go catch a D-backs game during the day and then go catch a Suns game at night. So I just love those two teams right next to each other. I just love the vibe and energy when they're both rocking at the same time. And downtown Phoenix is just popping when both those teams are good, especially when they're both good and playing on the same day. So I don't want to see the Arizona Dimebacks lead Chase Field, so I'm going to have to turn that headline up. Turn it up, Derek Hall. Now, let's see the next one. This is what David Peralta had to say at the D-backs Fan Fest. I just want to stay here. My heart's here with the D-backs. I love the fans. They're the best. I don't want to go anywhere. Well, we got to turn that up, David Peralta, when you're going to talk about the fans like that. My gosh, how can I not turn it up? After you got that extension, that offseason, we love to see how much the Arizona Dimebacks community means to you. Uh, all the fans here I know are happy. I mean, I was at the D-backs fan fest 2020, and uh, I just saw the crowd that garnered for when David Peralta was up. I saw some other players in their crowds, or when there's no players and just the broadcasters talking, the, the crowd wasn't too big. But when David Peralta got on stage, there was a massive crowd for it. Probably the second biggest crowd after the Randy Johnson and uh, Gonzo crowd. So David Peralta is a big fan favorite here, and they just and everyone just loves what he had to say. And I know the Dimeback fans love David Peralta, and it seems like David Peralta loves the Dimeback fans. It seems like a very genuine relationship. They've known each other for a very long time. So I know everyone's glad he's back in the building, signed for the foreseeable future, and he's ready to get back to work for the 2020 MLB season. Now, here's the next one. This is by a Bleacher Report article by Joel Reuter. He picked the guy most likely to lead their teams in home runs in the 2020 MLB season. And for the Arizona Dimebacks, he picked Eduardo Escobar. And then for those of you guys who listen to Friday's podcast, talking about Cole Calhoun and uh, Fastball Fridays where I brought the heat, I actually talked about Eduardo Escobar a little bit and what he can do in the home run department. And I actually picked him to represent the Arizona Dimebacks in the home run derby in this upcoming season. So the fact that Joe Reuter picked Eduardo Escobar to lead the team in home runs, I'm going to have to turn that headline up. We're both on the same page here, Reuter. You think he's going to lead the team in home runs? I think he's going to lead the team uh, or at least represent the team in the home run derby because I think Eduardo Escobar has that kind of power. He's been progressing the last couple of seasons in the home run department. He went from like 21 home runs or something to like 25 to where he hit 30-something last season. So he's been steadily increasing in that department every season. And I think he will continue to build on that in the 2020 MLB season and represent the Arizona Dimebacks in the Home Run Derby. Now, here is the last headline 
for today's Muted Monday. This is by David Schoenfield of ESPN. He recently wrote this article about the one area of need that the every team needs to work on in the 2020 MLB season, their biggest area of weakness, basically. And he said that Arizona Diamondbacks, it was the number 483. That's the ERA that Arizona Diamondbacks had last season in both the 7th and 8th innings. That ranked them 23rd in the MLB. And basically, uh, David Schoenfield says that Arizona Diamondbacks need to pick that up. I mean, you don't want to be struggling in late game situations, obviously. But then the very next sentence after writing that headline, he basically discredited the whole headline. He said the Nationals finished last season 29th in terms of ERA in the 7th and 8th inning. So if they could be 29th in the 7th and 8th inning ERA and win the World Series, I'm pretty sure it's not that important of a stat. I'm pretty sure there are other stats like batting average and just overall run production. Uh, that the Arizona Diamondbacks could improve on, you know, maybe team ERA, maybe giving up less home runs and walking less. I feel like those numbers are more important than just ranking them in the seventh and eighth innings ERA. So I'm going to have to turn that headline down. We're going to have to mute that headline, Dave and Schoenfield, because I don't think that's the most critical number for the Arizona Diamondbacks in the 2020 MLB season. Now, that's all for today's podcast on the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. Uh, just remember, if you're, com- if you're a company interested in reaching men between the ages of 18 and 44, your company should be sponsoring this podcast, Locked on Dimebacks, to listen to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 to 44. So if you want men between 18 and 44, this is your spot. Plus, our rates are the most reasonable around. Email me at LockedOnDimebacks at gmail.com to find out more. Now, thank you guys for listening today. You're going to want to tune back in tomorrow because it's Talk To Me Tuesdays. So we're going to continue the conversation from last week. I'll drop part two of the Austin grad uh, interview that I had, and then we'll we'll continue our Spotlight Player Series tomorrow as well. I'm going to be talking about Luke Weaver, one of the starters for the Arizona Diamondbacks in tomorrow's podcast. So you're not going to want to miss that. Once again, thank you for everyone to listening to today's podcast and tune back in tomorrow. Peace.